0: I said, well, hell, I got it going on then.
1: Alright, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me as always, Dustin Ragusa from his humble abode in Oklahoma City. Dustin, how are you today?
0: Doing good, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, we're recording on Thursday night and I am going on vacation tomorrow, so. Oh, nice, where are you I, going? I'm pumped, I'm actually going to your hood. I am going to Oklahoma City to watch uh, Josh Abbott Band at some oh. random, uh, I don't really know where we're going exactly, somewhere in Oklahoma City.
0: So. You don't know the name of the venue?
1: uh i do should i say that or no
0: oh oh i don't know i was just gonna see <laughs> if i've been there
1: <laughs> it's uh no i have to look at my account it's it's the diamond ballroom yeah is where it is. so
0: that uh that's been there for a long time i used yeah, to i think it's old th- yeah when they had there was a lot of bands that would come through when i was in mm-hmm. high school and we'd go see them there i haven't been back in a while i think i went in college maybe once but it's it's a cool spot to watch uh watch a show
1: yeah yeah so uh, my wife and I love Josh Abbott Band, dating back to our college days, and so we're gonna go. we we were gonna go see him at the Canes, which is closer to us in Tulsa, but um, work got in the way, and so we ended up. We're gonna stay at an Airbnb tomorrow, and uh, and then go to the to the concert. So it should be cool. That will be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, looking forward to that. But in the meantime, we have some uh, recruiting stuff to get to. So Oklahoma State has been super busy on the recruiting trail. We have a Slack, um, a, it's called Slack. It's like where our PFB team kind of interacts, and uh, we we post in like several offers per day. Like, okay, this kid tweeted out that Oklahoma State offered. You have been doing that nonstop for the past two weeks. <laughs> uh, because Oklahoma State has just been throwing out offers left and right. So many. Yeah, it's insane. And so we've been trying to keep it straight. Um, there are so many that we've we've broken down on the website. In fact, I'll have a, a post by, this, by the time this uh, podcast posts to the site. We'll have a post that will coincide with it that will break down all the new offers. Um, but in the meantime, I want to kind of break it down with kind of what you need to know. So – we are going to break down some of the key recruits that OSU has offered, uh, the ones you need to know, the ones you can pretty much disregard, and um, and we'll kind of go for there. So we're going to do a little superlatives edition, kind of the most likely to sign, the least likely to sign, uh, the dumbest offer, et cetera, and, uh, and that'll kind of help us break it down. So. Just a note: We are only noting the most recent offers because these are mostly 2020 and 2021 kids. Um, OSU has already offered probably more than a dozen in in both classes, but we'll break down just basically since the dead period, which uh, which players have been offered. So, just a little caveat: We're not re- um, ignoring, you know, Miles Slusher, kid from Broken Arrow, or some of the other big names in this class, Jack Evans. Yeah, Zach Evans. Um, I think we know where he's going to go. Um, so, but we're only going to limit it to uh, just recent offers. So, before we do that, let's uh, pay the bills with a quick word from our sponsor, and we will hop in. Cowboys fans, do you know? Do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It doesn't have to be. The team over at Angel Johnson and Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. They're accepting new clients and are ready to meet with you right now. So if you need any of these services, feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call, 405-224-6363, and they are uh, they're really good to work with. They have been uh, a supporter of pistols firing for a long time, and they helped us uh, form the LLC And so, uh, easy to work with. And um, so, yeah, phone call away. They also have a website you guys can check out. Just Google them. Angel Johnston and Blasting Game. Again, that's 405-224-6363. All right, so we're going to Superlatives Edition, Regu. Most likely to sign with Oklahoma State of the new offers is... Drumroll, please.
0: So, I went with a... 2020 guy. Yep. I was trying to look, because you know they sent out a lot of these offers to four and five star guys, and yeah. just realistically, once you start looking into it, and some of these guys already have top lists made, we're getting in a little late in the game. I try to look at a guy who I think is going to eventually, could eventually be a higher star, but someone that OSU got in on the ground floor with, one of the first, maybe the first big time offer, and that normally spells a, Good player and OSU has a shot because, you know, some of these guys that are already leaning one way and OSU just throws a flyer out late, it's kind of hard to say they're most likely to sign. But I went with Caleb Perez, offensive tackle from Pearland, Texas. Um, 6'6", 265, again, class of 2020. From all the highlight videos I've watched from his season, this past season and uh, last season, he was mostly lined up at left tackle and um, he we were the first offer on his list that I saw on two four seven I know he's got a recent one from Houston yep and one from Tulsa and I know teams like Colorado Northwestern and Texas Tech who uh, his cousin played for they are also interested. I'm assuming he's going to get a Texas Tech offer at some point and then they'll probably turn to the front runner since he has the family ties there but I think he's gonna I think he has the chance to be a high three possibly four-star guy um really mobile really athletic i think like his freshman season maybe a little bit played tight end is what i saw i didn't see that on video but saw a little talk about that um he's got a big frame he could definitely put on some more weight he might even you know grow an inch or two more big dude um i think osu has a chance Pearland, they've gotten some guys from that area before justin phillips yep um there's, there's a receiver on the roster, uh, Taj Williams, yeah. I think, is also from Pearland. Wow. So not really a pipeline, but they've got, they've got some familiarity with that area. I think he'd be a big get, big dude, and you know they're going to be losing Arlington Hambright, Larry Jobert, Marcus Keyes, Johnny Wilson after next season. Yep. So they'll definitely need some big, mobile, athletic offensive lineman to get in there and uh, fill in for those guys.
1: That's huge that uh, that they're getting in on the ground for. I really like, like obviously Oklahoma State, there is some angst that they don't get the big names. Like they don't go out and get five stars. They don't really go out and get four stars for the most part. But getting in on the ground floor with some of these kids is, um, is something that Oklahoma State staff does really well. They, they evaluate, obviously, at a really high level. Um, most of the time you see like an unranked prospect from, you know, podunk texas pick up an offer and two days later you know texas a&m has offered or texas has offered and like oh okay well i guess i feel like a lot of times oklahoma state kind of controls the recruiting cycle in some ways because yeah um they they are so reliable just as far as identifying talent and evaluating that uh so so i feel like some programs probably just take their lead it's like yeah oklahoma state offers that must be all right Well, and the fact that they –
0: to your point, the fact that they have a history of evaluating these guys early and then them becoming higher recruits and possibly committing somewhere else or something like that, whenever they do this, send a flyer out on a guy who doesn't have any offers, doesn't have any – doesn't have an official ranking yet, you kind of trust that their evaluation skills are good because they have this long track record of evaluating players and them turning out to be solid prospects even if they don't always end up going to Oklahoma State. But I really like Perez. It I don't know if you got to watch any of him, but he's got some of the quickest feet for a guy that size I've ever seen. Like literally no one could get by him. Whether it be whether it be a bigger defensive lineman or a smaller linebacker type guy blitzing off the edge, he was able to keep up with everybody and get his hands on him. So I I was pretty impressed and I think he has a chance to be, like I said, possibly a low four star guy.
1: Dig it. Okay. I like that. Uh, most likely designed for me. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State prospect Kevontre bradford mm. um he is a lancaster product he's listed as a as a running back he's um, little right Yeah, really really little like 511 180 uh i say that's that's little i probably wouldn't pick a fight with him but um <laughs> kid has, kid has really blown up he has 20 offers now arkansas baylor illinois indiana colorado uh, SMU, TCU, a bunch have uh, have joined the mix of late. It looks like today, in fact, he announced that uh, that Arkansas. Oh, yesterday, Arkansas offered. So, a uh, pretty interesting prospect out of out of Lancaster, a, a place where Oklahoma State has had some success. the The first name that comes to mind is Tyrell Alexander, who was uh, who was elite coming out of high school and ended up. I think now he's kind of flip flop between receiver and cornerback. Last I heard, he's at at uh, cornerback, but I really like him. I think uh, Bradford's end up going to be a cornerback prospect at the next level, is is my understanding. So, uh, but unranked right now, uh, looks like two four seven composite has him unranked. Two four seven uh, lists him as a top four hundred recruit, so um, he's he's on the rise. And uh, yeah, he's about
0: to explode, like you said.
1: Yeah and so i don't I don't love the size like five eleven for a cornerback is is uh it's not great uh because Oklahoma state really really targets like six foot one six foot two kids to defend on the perimeter but uh Bradford has the chance to be a good one I think, and so I'm gonna go with him. you like that yeah, I like that one I was actually he was in the running along with uh
0: there was one other guy, I was kind of in between three, and I went with Perez, but I really liked that a lot. I like what yeah. I've seen from his videos. He he looks smaller than 5'11". He on does. On the field, which is weird, because I know some of those other high school kids are supposed to look small, too, and he looks smaller than some of them, so that was uh, that was a little odd to me, but he's definitely a sick athlete wherever he ends up.
1: He reminds me um, a little bit. I know the, they obviously played a, a different position in high school, like... Bradford plays plays running back, but Oklahoma State once signed a pretty highly touted kid coming out of high school. His name was Chris Hardiman. I don't know if you remember that name, but was uh, was a four star kid coming out of Leaf El- Taylor out of, out of Houston. Signed with Oklahoma State, and and a lot of people were really high on him. He had you know close to twenty offers: Georgia, LSU, Baylor, uh, Arkansas. A bunch of programs were in on him, but. He just never panned out at Oklahoma State, and, and I think the problem was just that he was so short. He was only five yeah. eight. ended up transferring to Houston Baptist, and never, never really made an impact. In fact, I don't, I don't think he ever played at Oklahoma State, so size matters, um, and I think Hardiman just, just couldn't cut it. So I'm a little hesitant to say that I'm all in on Bradford, but from what I've seen so far, I, li- I like his tape and I like his skills.
0: So if is he leaning anyway, I, I didn't look at his predictions or anything. Is there anything up on that yet? Not because I know he has multiple offers.
1: Yeah, not yet. although I would say probably like you know Baylor, TCU, tech, those those programs probably have the leg up just because he's from from Lancaster. so
0: did, did you say you might have said it, sorry if I missed it did, how early did Oklahoma State get in on him?
1: Uh, fairly early like okay. And when I say fairly early, I mean like fairly recently. So okay. I think he had probably a dozen offers before before Oklahoma State. So. Okay.
0: So kind of a little different than Perez. Yes. Uh, Perez has none, <laughs> which could be a bad thing. But like I said, you got to trust Oklahoma State's evaluation skills. But Bradford's got a bunch, so he's obviously been evaluated by multiple schools. Yep. Which makes you think more realistically that he has a really high upside and is already a good player. So. Yep. yep. I like that. Kind of both of the spectrum there.
1: Yeah, we're going to go flip side now. Most likely to never give OSU a shot. Um pretty sure we have the same guy, but I'll let you uh I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah, I'm picturing <laughs> uh I'm picturing the dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance, but no, I'm saying there's no chance. Yeah, so that that chance. doesn't even apply here. Uh OSU threw an offer out to uh, Five-star cornerback out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Cigarro High School, Keeley Ringo, 6'2", 200 pounds, which is a great size cornerback. But, like I said, I don't think the Cowboys have any shot. Uh, kind of multiple reasons. Um, I went back and looked at the all-time commits for yeah. Oklahoma State on 247, and the three positions that aren't listed – our tight end, cornerback, and safety—they've gotten every other position or athlete in that top fifteen. They recently got Grayson Boomer. He's—I think—he's around twenty. So yeah. I'll kind of count that as thrown in there. So cornerback and safety really are it. I—I I looked. I think Paris Cox might have been the highest one. I want to say he's like the sixteenth or seventeenth all time. So just with that history, a guy like this, who's ranked number one in Arizona, number one overall cornerback, and number seven nationally, it just. That in itself, he's probably not going to come to Oklahoma State. We just saw us miss, miss out on Dax Hill after having the family connection there. It's hard for Oklahoma State to get. You a had to top bring that star. up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Thoughts Still sore.
1: Oh, man. Still sore. Uh,
0: but it, it's hard for Oklahoma State to get a high caliber defensive back. I'm not saying it's possible, but yeah. it just hasn't happened a lot. Um, love Parish Cox, by the way. That's my boy. But yeah. um, so. Along with that, he's already put out a top 15, and Oklahoma State hadn't offered him yet. Yeah. So they're really late. He pretty much can go wherever he wants. I know the crystal ball predictions, there's only two right now, and there's one for Texas, one for Washington. I I don't know if he's leaning any way from anything that I saw, but pretty much every blue blood in the country is in the running for this guy. And Oklahoma State went ahead and offered – Jacoby Covington and Bram Walden. Uh, yeah. Jacoby's a safety and Bram is an offensive tackle. Both teammates. They, yeah, both of his teammates to try yeah. to get like a package deal there. But I just – I like the effort. I, I respect the effort. Yeah. But I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: No. No, I don't either. Um, it's kind of like asking like, you know, like the homecoming queen to prom even though <laughs> like clearly on her left arm is like the homecoming king you're like, oh, well, I know I'm going to get shut down, but I might as well ask. And then you just get punched in the face or something. Yeah. Um, it's... I mean, I don't have any experience with that, but um, <laughs> there, there's no chance this kid is coming to Oklahoma State. It, it it kind of maddens me. Like, it's kind of almost bizarre that it's almost like a, see, look, we do uh, offer five-star kids type of offer. Because this kid has already cut his, his list of top schools. Like, Oklahoma, Oklahoma has already made his top schools. Ohio State's already made his top schools. USC's already made his top schools. He already trimmed his list like a month ago, and Oklahoma Oklahoma State's just gonna come in and try and swoop in with an offer. Um, like obviously, yeah. they're not gonna land him. It's I feel like it's just one of those things where they make an offer so they can say, "All right, our work here is done. We made an offer. We tried to get, we tried to land a five star, and uh, and and we didn't get him. Like clearly, they're not gonna get this guy."
0: Right, and, and kind of just to backtrack on what I said originally, I know I was talking about the all-time commits and everything. That doesn't mean Oklahoma State shouldn't go after high-caliber defensive backs. I'm more leaning on the fact of what you just said. He already has this top list. Yeah. Oklahoma State is way, way late, and you know it's a last-ditch effort offering the teammates and everything, but you, you've got to think other schools have done that as well. I, I guess I didn't really go cross-reference that, but I'm assuming other schools have offered – Teammates from his school to try to get him to come there. Uh, high school teammates, and it ju- it just doesn't really make sense. Like to kind of piggyback off what you were saying. Yeah. What is the point of making this offer? Why not go after, you know, a guy? you Are you know? You got to get in a
1: little bit earlier than this. It just it's just a little too
0: late. I
1: mean, they're way late. Yes. Yeah. In fact, we're we've already wasted too much breath on it because we're never going to hear from this kid again. Um, That is also my vote to, to never give OSU a shot. Um, OSU offered – I'm, I'm going to go with a different name just for the sake of going with a different name. Um, Oklahoma State offered an offensive tackle this week from Cedar Hill. His name is Cortland Ford. A really awesome name, by the way. Class of 2020 kid. So get this. He has 17 offers. LSU, Bama, Baylor, Colorado – Boston College, USC, Tennessee, bunch of other programs. He's already committed to LSU. Committed to LSU way back in November, and Oklahoma State comes in with an offer. Yeah. So, I, uh, so that's not happening. It. It's it's another it be, one of those like all right, we, we can offer so so we said that we offered, like I just right. I, I don't know, and I hope They're that's not, not the case.
0: You know,
1: I, I hope it's they I'm have sure it's some not, kind of insider information, but. I'm I'm sure it's not an offer just to offer, but at the same time you and I both know they're not getting this kid. You and I both know yeah. they're not getting Killy Ringo. You and I both know they're not getting Jacoby Covington, the the teammate of Ringo who OSU offered as a kind of like a package deal of sort or Bram Walden. They're not getting any of these guys. So, I don't I I don't want to say it's race, wasted resources because I'm all for chasing the big names and trying to get the big stars and and all that. But when you're at this point in the recruiting cycle and these 2020 guys, 2020 is not far away. Like we are, we are less than a year from 2020 kids already potentially signing. And by now, most of these 2020 stars have already been identified a year ago, at least so, you know I, I guess to get back to my point is Oklahoma State does a, such a good job evaluating talent and identifying it and and making offers early that um, it's kind of maddening to see that some of these guys have already been at, been identified as stars. They've blown up nationally into national recruits. they have all these different programs giving them a ton of attention. Some of them have already committed, and then Oklahoma State de- decides they want to come in and try and swoop in with an offer um, it's just kind of weird
0: yeah, I mean it, it is just weird it, it doesn't really hurt anything I guess to take a shot yeah you know but it it is just weird and you and I like we said, we may not have all the background information, but from an outsiders looking in as gundy would say, these two just don't really make sense that's why we picked them.
1: that was your worst gundy impression of all time. <laughs> I don't do Gundy impression. You got, you got to try that again. I can't do it. I'm gonna end this call. You have to do it.
0: <laughs> I I have no Gundy impersonation skills at all. Carson can do it.
1: Oh come on, he's not even listening. <laughs> no, I just I I just am not good at impersonations. <laughs> all right, we'll work on it. That'll be part of your goals in 2019. That's
0: what. I, yeah, that'll be wonderful. <laughs>
1: Keandre Woodtee is transferring from Oklahoma State. Did you know this, Regu?
0: Yes, I did. I did catch wind of this.
1: So some big news coming out of Oklahoma State um, this week. 247 Sports put together a transfer portal, um, basically a sourced list of names from players across the country who have put their name into the private portal that is the transfer portal and Keandre Wood, to Oklahoma State's backup, to the backup to the backup quarterback, is is in the list, which is very interesting. Um, it's not necessarily consequential; like he's probably not going to play at Oklahoma State um, again. Although he did play in 2018, and Spencer Sanders did not, um, but it does leave OSU with kind of a somewhat of a short-handed quarterback depth chart. Um, Spencer Sanders, obviously quarterback number one in 2019. Uh, Drew Brown, number two. And then I guess it's going to be Brennan Costello, the true freshman, at number three because Oklahoma State doesn't have any other scholarship quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think some people are wondering, you know, why Woodie waited yeah. until this year. But you have to think about it. Spencer and Drew, no one had really seen them work at all in the Oklahoma State offense they hadn't had any experience both of them got there in the fall uh so Woody probably thought he had a leg up could you know probably not win the starting job over Cornelius but at least be the backup now he's kind of had a chance to practice with these guys and see that he he's probably not going to beat them out again there's a talented freshman coming in so he might not even be he's definitely not going to be QB one or two, he might not even be three, so might as well, now that he has no shot of seeing the field pretty much, kind of move along.
1: Yeah, I do wonder if potentially he knew this was going to be the outcome all along and is, is maybe graduating and transferring. If so, yeah. that, uh, that would make some sense because he could leave OSU and be eligible immediately. If he were to graduate uh, the spring, he would have two seasons of eligibility. Um, so that's an option. Um, I don't know exactly who would be interested in him because I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that he is a starting level quarterback in the big 12, but, um, yeah, I think he could be a starter somewhere. He's got a lot of potential.
0: Yeah. I definitely think a group of five school would probably suit him better, but yeah, he's looked, he's shown some flashes when he's been out there. I know he's only thrown like what, 15, 20 passes, but, um, he showed some talent when he was out there. He was a, fairly highly touted recruit right was he four star he was like
1: three and a half okay like that. yeah
0: yeah so I I wish him the best it doesn't really do anything to the quarterback depth really right now except the fact that behind Drew and Spencer you might have a true freshman but yeah. I I'm not really that worried about it unless you know they suffer you know some injuries or something like that but it's not really it's not really a huge concern I don't think for the team moving forward
1: yeah yeah I agree. Um, which is interesting because I wanted to mention uh, Nick Starkle, Oklahoma State's uh, long-time commitment. <laughs> I believe it was in 2015 or maybe 2016, one of those years. He um, 15. 15. He, ended, he was committed to Oklahoma State for roughly six months. Ended up decommitting from Oklahoma State um, like in December, just a couple months before signing day. So Oklahoma State ends up as a result targeting some other players. They end up signing Keandre Woodtee, um, who was kind of like the the backup replacement guy. And it turns out neither Starkle nor Woodtee really panned out at the next level. Now Starkle had a little more experience. He ended up showing some flashes of being a really good quarterback. Kellen Mond came in at Texas A&M and kind of took over that job from Starkle. Starkle was starting, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Okay. Um, but going into 2019 he was going to be a backup probably and so Starkles graduating and transferring which is interesting he's got two two seasons left of experience and um and no Oklahoma State's not interested <laughs> yeah. and he can play right away right he can He's graduating yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. but yeah that, that 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 ship has sailed it's
0: interesting to bring up
1: because that was i
0: it, it's, it it's was just such a big deal moment. Yeah, and it really is. It, it's it's weird that they're both connected like that. Yeah. Now they're they're both transferring one away from Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but I, Starkle was pretty. Like, I, I know when he committed, everybody was really excited in the Oklahoma State fan base, and yeah. then for him to decommit, you know, that sucked. And now he hasn't really panned out. So kind of a kind of a weird little path for him to this point. Yeah. But I think he, I think he has the talent. To still start for a power five program, but I could see him going group of five as well. Yeah. But he'll he'll definitely end up somewhere. He's a he's a really talented kid, so Yeah,
1: yeah. I like him a lot. Um I I don't I don't know where he'll land, but I, I do think Starkle has a chance to to find a good spot. Uh the Starkle thing, going back to his recruitment, I don't know if it was like a true decommitment. Like I think there was some bad blood between the commitments and him. Like from what I understand, the the OSU recruits kind of hated his guts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and I think he felt really threatened by Nick Burns committing to Oklahoma State. I think I think there was really something there because Burns was a walk on, yes, but very talented, late riser, late bro- late bloomer who uh who had a lot of potential there was a lot of buzz about him being a potential starter at some point at Oklahoma State and I think he 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 was legitimately threatened by him um which is it's funny to look back now because um I think at at least he would have been a decent bridge quarterback from the Rudolph to Sanders era I mean and maybe we avoid the whatever this season was altogether um who knows I mean, maybe maybe Cornelius never plays at Oklahoma State. Maybe Sanders never comes to Oklahoma State. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a definitely definitely interesting to think about, and for his name to kind of get brought back up with this transfer and everything. So, uh, <laughs> kind of took me down a weird, weird memory lane.
1: Memory I know. Road. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Nick Starkle is the recruit who said. Um, who who did he say this about? Uh, he said he's. He's butt my dude.
0: <laughs> have you seen about that? another recruit? Yeah. Oh,
1: I think I know what you're
0: talking about. I saw somebody write was like writing a story. It was about Tate it or Martell.
1: Tate oh, Martell, yeah. who was lo- who was committed to Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> so, um, all right, here's here's the here's the DM. I have a screenshot here. Uh, Tate Martell. Uh okay. Sorry, this is bad radio. Nick Nick Starkle DMs Tate Martell, who ended up committing to Texas A and M and then decommits, goes to Ohio State. Now he's going to I believe it's Miami. Nick Starkle uh DMs Tate Martell says Oh wait, no this is a random fan. A random <laughs> a random fan. Messages Tate Martell and says, "Bro, just decommit from Texas A and M. You go, you can go wherever you want to in the country." And Martell replies, "I got this backwards." Martell says, "Nah, bro, Texas A and M. I can start as a true freshman. Easy. All their quarterbacks left, and all there is going to be is Nick Nick Starkle, and he's bleep, my dude. You you <laughs> gotta see where I'm coming from." <laughs> So so I was wrong. Starkle didn't say he's butt my dude. Someone said that about Starkle. So Tate Martell ended up saying that. So, yeah. and and Maybe he's not good. I don't know. Well, I don't think Tate Martell's any good either. He didn't end up playing hardly at all at Ohio State. So, but anyways. Yeah, I I love that social media beef. He's butt my dude. It's like (laughs) such an incredible insult. (laughs) I'm going to start using that
0: he's really it's really a uh that's really a weird little situation right there with the fan and then the <laughs> screenshot i don't know why you would even say that but
1: i don't know i think i think the texas a&m fan kind of ousted him and then starkle saw it and and replied and then ended up being like a real life beef um so yeah i love that so much i, I wish just, there was more osu beef like that <laughs> uh some drama yeah um, so Oklahoma State is hosting a defensive end recruit this weekend. Sony Fonjuan <laughs> is uh, is coming to Oklahoma State. Sony has been making the rounds. Visited Nebraska. He was expected to visit KU, but is not anymore. Um, visited, I believe it's USF or maybe UCF. One of those. UCF. UCF. So yeah, the reigning national champions. And uh, so now he's visiting Oklahoma State this weekend. Um, what do you think OSU's chances are of landing him?
0: Well, I thought they were pretty good until I found uh, until he added this LSU trip at uh-huh. the end uh, instead of the KU, skipping KU, yep. and he's going to go to Baton Rouge to visit LSU. I didn't even really know they were on the radar. I thought it was going to come down to. Nebraska UCF and OSU I I didn't really think KU had a shot but I thought OSU was the front runner but with this LSU news I'm not really sure I don't know how interested LSU is but it's it's odd that he kind of changed his trip around and popped that in there at the end but I still think Oklahoma State has a good shot I still think they're the front runner they've been on him pretty early pretty much before anybody else and so I, I'm still feeling pretty good about it. We'll see after his visit this weekend. I know uh, he has a relationship with uh, Tonga yep. for for Oklahoma State, so maybe maybe that'll help out a little bit. But I know uh, LSU has had some has recruited Polynesian players as well, so I'm sure they have some kind of uh, relationship there with them that's sparked this. So I, I don't know, but I felt great. Now I just feel good.
1: You know what's interesting is. Sony was unranked coming out of junior college. Um, got a bunch of interest. LSU ends up taking a keen interest in him, and like two days later, he ends up bursting onto the scene in the two four seven ranks. Now he's got now he's a three star, uh, middle of the road prospect. But suddenly went from unranked to ranked, and uh, I find that interesting. Yeah,
0: LSU's driving the rankings.
1: It's uh it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh there is two crystal ball predictions for him currently. Uh neither of which I trust. So I I I don't know what to expect. I think I think uh I think it could be Oklahoma state, but I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll learn a lot after this weekend. So that's a that's a big visit and it's on top of junior day this weekend. So yeah, I, there's a lot going
0: I'll, on. I know I was a little concerned about that just because I'm hoping that he gets the. I'm sure he will, but I'm hoping he gets the full attention of the staff and everything. You know, I
1: yeah.
0: With they've got a lot going on with junior days, so I I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't. Hopefully that doesn't put him off at all. You know, with everything else going on, and it's yeah. not just a weekend kind of about him. But
1: yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, official visits are always like pretty high class so even with junior day going on i feel like they'll have a pretty good schedule for them but um yeah I, that is a, kind of an interesting subplot is is how will uh how will oklahoma state handle kind of two huge events going on simultaneously this weekend um, ragu one last word from our sponsor and then we will uh we will wrap up cowboys fans do you find filing your taxes to be stressful i know i do but it doesn't have to be that way. The team over at Angel, Johnston and Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a, a wide range of financial services ranging from tax preparation, bookkeeping, payroll and LLC formation. They're accepting new clients and are ready to meet with you now. So if you need any of these services during tax season or during the summer or whenever Feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call, 405-224-6363. And as always, go Pokes. All right, Raghu, Um I'm sure there will be at least 38 new offers by the time we talk next week. But <laughs> in the meantime, I think we have covered all our bases and kept it under 45 minutes. So that is a successful night. I am so hungry. I, am, uh, I think I'm going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Ooh.
0: Does I that like sound it. good? I got a gift card. That does. That does. I love Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: And it's boneless night, I think.
0: I'm not sure. I don't go enough anymore. Oh, wow. but uh
1: we'll have fun in Oklahoma City. Yep. I'll
0: actually be I'll be here tomorrow, but I will be in uh still or sorry, Tulsa on Saturday for a buddy's birthday, so. Oh, let's go. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, hit me up. For sure. Okay, we will talk next week, Regu. Alright see you, man okay thanks yeah